Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Have We Met with Brett. My name is Brett, and I will be leading you through all of this week's new and exciting pop music releases. My goal is to play a song or an artist for you that you might not have heard of otherwise. And my hope is that by the end of the episode, you will have met your new favorite song. We have lots to talk about this week. The Grammys were on Sunday night, and I, of course, have thoughts. And I also have a few brand new songs to play for you that I'm really excited for you to hear. But before we get into any of that, I want to encourage you to follow us on Instagram at HaveWeMetPod. If you go there right now and you check the link in the bio, you will find links to both our weekly playlist. So that's every song I play today for you in order, plus a few more songs I don't have time to play, but that I do recommend you check out. There's also our yearly 2024 playlist, and it already has 123 songs on it. And it's only the first week of February. That is a great playlist for you to put on if you're having cocktails with friends, if you're hanging out at home, making a meal, playing video games, reading a book, anything like that. I love to just have it on in the background. There are a lot of different styles of music and sounds in there and different artists, but for me, what draws them all together is a pop sensibility and something a little bit catchy to grab onto. I used to make playlists for some businesses, a a hair salon, a furniture store, a clothing store, that kind of thing. And so I always think about it like that. It's like, you know, when you go into H&M and you're like, oh, this is a cool song. What is this? I kind of want my entire playlist to make people feel like that. (laughs) So if you're listening and you enjoy my taste, that is what you should do. You should follow those playlists. And you should also try to leave us a rating, a review, subscribe if you can. And there are also links on the Instagram to donate. So either through PayPal or you can subscribe to our Patreon. That is sort of a monthly donation that comes in. I promise I'm working on some Patreon exclusive content. I actually have an interview lined up with one of our recently played artists coming up in April. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. Now, before we get into talking about this week's new music, we have to talk about this year's Grammy Awards. Now, I'm going to open this with kind of a metaphor, I guess. Stick with me. I promise I'm going somewhere with this. Maybe you don't know this about me, but I grew up on a farm. Something that happens in a lot of industrial farming now is called monoculture. And that is when you grow the same crop on a large scale and you only grow that one thing. So for example, my dad grows potatoes and potatoes you cannot grow in the same field two years in a row because the soil gets too depleted of nutrients. So instead of planting potatoes one year, potatoes the next year, potatoes the next year, you would grow potatoes one year and then save corn the next year. And those different crops take different things from the soil and they give different things to the soil. And that means you can farm that land for a lot longer successfully. So if we're talking about music, There are the Grammys, which, uh, you know, I think growing up, I assumed were supposed to represent artistic integrity, excellence, innovation, that kind of thing. Whereas the Billboard Awards or the American Music Awards, those are both based on sales or airplay. But what I find is happening a little bit is that the same artists are being awarded at these events all year round. And what is happening is that it's making it really difficult for anyone else to break through or to flourish. We are experiencing a sort of monoculture when it comes to the music that we listen to because we don't really know where to find new music. We watch these award shows thinking, okay, maybe I'll discover something new. And then we see the same people getting up on stage year after year, accepting their same award. I just... it. 
it's maddening to me. I actually didn't even watch the award show. I just sort of watched the highlights and Dua Lipa's performance afterwards. I want you to think about it like this. There are tens of thousands of albums released every year. There are multitudinous artists and genres. There are so many people making music. And you're going to tell me that the same person has made the best album of the year four times in the last 10 years. That, to me, is impossible. The likelihood it would happen even once is unlikely. But the fact that you would tell me that it's happened four times, I, for me, it takes away any sort of legitimacy behind these awards. And it also makes anyone else trying to come up in the music industry have such a hard time. They are creating a monoculture. I was reading somebody's take on Twitter about this, and they said that Sure, you know, Taylor Swift is popular, but has she really crossed over? Has she released an album that has reached outside of her fan base? And yes, sure, her fan base is large. I, at Christmas with my partner's family, we talked about Taylor Swift because her kids were talking about her, you know, they're like seven or eight. And I was like, there it is. She makes music that isn't offensive to people. And that, I think, is why it is so popular. People can put it on with their kids around. People can put it on and understand what she's talking about because her feuds and her persona is so public. People feel like they have a way in. And knowing that is part of the reason I decided to start this podcast. Why should we only know about her business when there's all these other interesting people out there? Sorry, Josh. Sorry, Tyra. Anyone else who's listening who likes her? I find her to be the definition of overrated. If you open the dictionary, her face should be next to the word overrated. I do not understand the appeal. And even if I did, I don't necessarily think any one person needs this level of attention or that that number of accolades, you know? It just makes it so difficult for anybody else. It is insane to me how focused we can be on one person when there are so many people making great music that are being completely ignored, that are having to give up their dream of being a musician because they're not making enough money from it when she is making a billion dollars. When another artist who's nominated nine times cannot win album of the year because she's not white. I think people are paying attention to these patterns and you can hear there's, you know, kind of a backlash brewing. Was this the Taylor album that really needed to win album of the year? Maybe not. Was there somebody else who was maybe more deserving? Probably. At the end of the day, I wonder why we need to have a winner at all. Who decides, you know, what the best album is or who the best artist is or anything like that. Like, it's so subjective. I wonder if it would make more sense to, sure, nominate a bunch of artists or albums that you think were relevant or significant this year, but do we need a winner? Like, maybe it's more of a showcase of all of those people. Maybe they get together, and it feels more like a celebration than a contest, you know? Those times where people get up together and they do duets, or we celebrate, you know, the legacy of someone like Joni Mitchell or Tracy Chapman, that is really special, and I think if we focused a little bit more on that, it could probably be a more uplifting ceremony for everyone involved, you know? No one feels like they have to go home and be a loser. And no rabid fan base has the ammo to say, my artist won again. 
Anyway, I don't want to ignore all the new music that came out this week the same way that Taylor ignored Celine Dion on stage. So we're going to move on. We're going to talk about my favorite song of the week. And this is an artist who I have liked almost every single song that she's put out. She is from Australia, and she has less than 900 monthly listeners on Spotify. These are the people I'm talking about. This is who we should be paying attention to. These are the up-and-comers. These are the people who are making exciting things happen all on their own with no support. So let's show them some support. I am going to talk to you about Australian artist Florian. Florian is becoming one of my go-to artists when I need a little shot of energy in my playlist. Last year, she released a song called Teddy, which was about her winning a giant teddy bear at the fair and then having to get rid of it, I think. But it actually was a metaphor for a relationship of hers that I think she regretted ending. It was one of my favorite songs of last year. And then in the fall, she released an EP called Dance Love, which were a few of her songs reworked with more dance elements added. On the October 27th edition of the podcast, I played a song of hers called 2002, The Pool Room Remix. So maybe you remember that one. If not, go back and have a listen and you'll see why Florian is one of the artists that I am most excited about right now. I think her having a song called 2002 is really appropriate because once you start hearing her music you understand she has a lot of reverence for that era in pop and it really comes through on this song. There are those really dramatic hits in the production. There are some sing-talky vocals but then it gets more melodic as she sort of builds up there's a definite nod to the hyperpop era, some Charlie XCX sort of production features here, but for me, the glitchiness never really overpowers the rest of the song. Sometimes I can find those effects a little grating, but here I really love it, and it goes along with the subject matter. The song is called Freeze, and it's about being in a relationship where you feel like you're being iced out a little bit, and the person maybe isn't as close to you as they used to be. And so she's kind of saying, Are you just going to let me freeze out here? It's kind of like... Cute and funny, but a little bit sassy, too. It's got a really good character to it. And there are definitely some moments in the vocal that give me Britney in terms of their affectations. I'm going to play you the first verse into the chorus and see if you can hear what I'm talking about. There's a part where she plays with the pitch a little bit. She goes, yeah, yeah. And that is such a Britney vocal affectation. It makes me so happy. So without any further ado, this is my pick for song of the week. It comes to us all the way from Australian artist Florian. It is called Freeze. I think another lesson that Florian seems to have learned from that era of early aughts pop is that she's not making a two minute long song here. The song comes in at three minutes and 30 seconds, which by modern standards is lengthy for a pop song. But you can tell listening through, it's really well thought out and structured. And it allows itself to let the story unfold. And there's all these different sections and segments, but they all work together really, really nicely. That song, to me, is really exciting. Florian has not missed for me as of yet. 
And as ready as I am for some warmer weather to come our way, I'm glad I'm going to have a couple cold days coming up where I can play that and really relate to what she's saying. <laughs> the next song I'm going to play for you also gives me a little bit of a throwback vibe, maybe more to the like early 2010s, but it comes to us from a singer that you know from the 90s. She is Robin S., who is most famously known for the house single, Show Me Love. Though I'm reading her bio now, and apparently she has three number ones on the Hot Dance Club Play chart. Robin Stone is her full name. She was born in 1962. And it's amazing because we're in this era now where... We're finally letting older women take their space in the music industry. You know, I talked about this a little bit when we talked about the Madonna concert two weeks ago. But we could also bring this back to the Grammys conversation. You know, we saw Kylie Minogue win her first award in 20 years, and she's been making music for 37 years. So the rule book has kind of been thrown out a little bit. And there's really nothing better than a 90s diva house vocal, right? But like I said, this song takes it a little bit more down the slow jam route. It reminds me a little bit of Kelly Rowland's motivation, actually. It's got a similar production sound, a bit more chill, a bit more down tempo, a little bit sexier. And it's just nice to hear someone with a voice like Robin just doing her thing, uh, letting it feel good. She has a bunch of new music out with producer James Worthy right now. There are three new songs within the last couple weeks, actually. But this is the one that really stuck out to me. This is the new Robin S. It is called The Love Thing. That's a sexy little number. That's going right on the baby-making playlist. The other songs that Robin has out right now with James Worthy are a little bit more housey, a little more dancey. So if that was the sound you were expecting from her, don't worry. She's still making that music, too. (laughs) Now, one of my very favorite songwriters of all time, we talked about a couple weeks ago when we talked about the new Zara Larson song, You Love Who You Love. His name is MNEK. And while he hasn't been releasing as many of his own songs as of late, he's been taking a bit more of a producer role, bringing up some new and exciting R&B artists. So one of those artists is Trio Flow, where Flow is kind of the new Destiny's Child. I would say that this next artist is going to be the next maybe Brandy. M&K has such a huge love for that era in R&B, and it comes through in his production, in his harmonies, that kind of thing. And so this artist, her name is Tyler Lewis. This is her very first single. And it is also the first single that M&EK is releasing through his new music label, which is super exciting. He posted on Instagram a very, very lovely caption about Tyler. Basically said this, I've been so excited to share this with you all. This is Tyler Lewis, a truly gifted singer-songwriter I've been working with for the past three years. She really is a -a one-of-a-kind talent, and I have loved being a part of her journey. This is the first piece of some brilliant music she's been writing and will be releasing this year. 2024 belongs to Tyler Lewis, and I can't wait to show you everything that is in store for her. MNEK is someone that has written for Madonna, Beyonce, Dua Lipa, Little Mix, you know, 
an incredible plethora of incredible artists. And so if he thinks that this girl really has it, then I trust his opinion above almost anybody else's. So it's time for us to meet Tyler Lewis. This is her first single, Downtime. It's about being at a party and needing to just take a minute away for yourself. And I've definitely felt that where I feel a little like overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Maybe there's too many people around. Maybe I've had one too many drinks and I just need a little personal moment. So I relate to the song's message and I love the kind of down-tempo feel of it too. This is the new Tyler Lewis. This is Downtime. Something about that just like transports me. Maybe the reason I was thinking Brandy is because she literally says something about sitting up in her room. (laughs) I love the vibe of that song. It's interesting, you know, you think about the first song that you're going to release, you know, why this song? And I think there is something really unique about that viewpoint of like, I should be having fun at the party, but I think I'm just going to go be by myself for a little bit. And I think that's something that a lot of us have felt. And she sings about it in a really beautiful way. The song's got lots of hooks. It builds nicely. There's gorgeous melodies. So if that kind of modern R&B sound is what you're looking for, then look no further. Tyler Lewis is going to be the one for you to watch. I find so often when I'm talking about new music, I end up talking about old music because there are all of these references, all of these styles that people are constantly updating. And so we've been talking a lot lately about 80s music making a big resurgence. We've also been talking about the blog house era. So if you're a fan of Dua Lipa's new music, Houdini especially, I think you're going to really like this next song. It comes to us from British rock band Nothing But Thieves, but I use the word rock pretty loosely. Their single last year, Welcome to the DCC, was one of my top played songs of 2023. It had that blog house energy, The lead singer has this great range. He goes in and out of his falsetto, even while the instrumentation is going really, really hard. It was the first single from their album, Dead Club City, which is sort of a concept album. Their idea is that all of the characters on these songs inhabit the same city, and maybe that city is in outer space or it's in another dimension, but there is this like shared consciousness of all of the civilians there. The original album came out at the end of June and became their first UK number one album, And the song I'm about to play for you is the first song from the deluxe edition of that album, which is coming out next month. This song is called, Oh No, He Said What? (laughs) But even though the song has kind of a, a funny title, the subject matter is a little bit darker than that. It talks about how modern society has sort of failed us in a way. It's left us feeling a little hopeless and a little distant from each other. The song also kind of talks about the lengths that people will go to in order to get attention or create a sensation, uh, sort of referencing the toxic influence of fame and the pursuit of popularity at any cost. The chorus says, oh no, we've lost control, but have you seen the video? (laughs) 
There's a lot of really interesting lyrics. Unfortunately, I'm only allowed to play 30 seconds of the song for you, but I'd highly recommend you have a listen to the full thing. This is one of my favorite songs of the week. This is Oh No, He Said What by Nothing But Thieves. I mentioned Dua Lipa's Houdini when we were talking about this song, and I think you can really hear the similarities in that guitar that's kind of going underneath. (laughs) It gives it some really nice energy, you know, it really drives it forward. We're used to relying on the beat for the rhythm, but to have that guitar really hammering it out is really nice. It's really emphatic. We don't always get to hear lyrics like that in pop music, you know, like often it's about dancing or a heartbreak or whatever. And so something that's issuing us almost a warning about the state of society that's that's unusual you know but they play it off in a way that's really catchy and energized and it doesn't seem like i don't know <laughs> preachy or anything like that and that is something it has in common with our next song it comes to us from a british duo called dolores forever dolores forever is hannah wilson and julia fabrin they met at a party in london where they sat down and they talked about their love for all things music all the way from Stevie Nicks to the Spice Girls. Their new song is called Someday Best. In talking about the song, they said, Sometimes you just need to shut up and eat the pasta. Stop worrying, stressing, fretting over the small things, over whether you party too much or too little, whether your mates are more popular than you, or whether you ate a bit too much last night. Quit the shame spiral and quit waiting for life to begin, because guess what? It's happening. Yeah, eat your vegetables, but also shut up and eat the pasta. The sense of humor that this song has, but also the optimism, I really love that combination. This was a song that really stuck out to me this week, and I hope you'll like it too. I, maybe it helps because I was listening to it at the grocery store, but <laughs> I don't really need a lot of uh, encouragement to eat the pasta, typically. This is the new song by Dolores Forever. It is called Someday Best. Look at us. We're getting all of these life lessons today. There is something so buoyant and just like jubilated about that song. I really enjoy the message. Uh, I <laughs> Actually, I realized listening to that that I haven't talked to you about my brand new desk yet. My friend Julie came over. She's a fabulous artist and muralist. And I found this desk on the street that had just a plain white top on it. And I mean, normally I love a plain white top. Hi, Daryl. But I... <laughs> But I knew that this desk needed a bit of a makeover, right? So I sent her a picture. I asked if she would maybe give it a makeover for me. If you've been on my Instagram at It Gets Better, you've probably seen it. It now is just this rainbow gorgeousness of all of my favorite colors just smashed together. But it's funny because I made us rigatoni for lunch that day. And on it, there are all these little teal 
things. And she was like, I'm not sure what was inspiring me to make all of those. But we realized at the end of the day that they were Rigatoni. (laughs) So the desk is now named Rigatoni Braxton. And it will, uh, I guess, now serve as a reminder for me to shut up and eat the pasta. I hope you're having fun out there. We've only got time to talk about two more songs today because I've got a busy, busy day. I've got a culinary course to take this evening and I've got a vocal coaching session this afternoon. So I'm actually really glad I've been doing this. My voice is feeling all warmed up now. But there are two more songs I want to talk to you about really briefly. Before I do that, I just want to remind you, if you follow us on Instagram at HowWeMetPod, you can go to the links there in the bio for the weekly playlist. So that's every song I played today in order. There is also the 2024 playlist, and that is every song I have liked so far this year. Like I said, I think there's 125 songs on that playlist already. So lots of new music out there for you. So if you've been feeling a little stuck in your listening habits, in your routine, in your same old, same old I am here to help. If you enjoy the podcast, you can rate, share, subscribe, review, anything like that is super helpful. And again, if you want to donate, you can either do that through Patreon or through PayPal, or you can ask me for my email because I do accept e-transfer. The next song I'm going to talk to you about, it comes to us from Liverpool artist Pixie. It is actually the first song that she has written and produced completely on her own even though she's been releasing music since 2019. It is a song that's about her recovery process from a life-threatening illness. In talking about the song, she said she spent a lot of time in recovery by herself, kind of watching her friends go off and gallivant, push their bodies to the limit just because they could, where she felt like she couldn't keep up, even though she was relatively young as well. She says she wanted the song to have big pop energy, kind of 90s in terms of the delay on the vocal and the big pop sound and that kind of thing. But she wanted the subject matter to be a little uncomfortable as well. She said writing this song was the first time she was really able to process all of that sort of complex emotion that goes along with being sick. Pixie, this song is one of my favorites this week. I am glad you're feeling better because this is everything. I can't wait to see what else you've been working on. Everybody, this is Pixie and her new song, The Thrill of It. There's something really interesting to me about the way that song is structured. The chorus is really big and chanty and anthemic, but the beat pulls away and it makes you really focus on what she's saying there. And it's one of those songs, This one of my favorite tools in music is a song that sounds happy, but maybe isn't. It goes all the way back to like ABBA, you know, I think my favorite ABBA song is Super Trooper. And it has this really like twinkly little beat, you know, it's, it's, it's a little dancey, but when you listen to the songs, you go, oh, she's really, she's really sad. (laughs) And so I think there's a nice way to kind of make that a little more palatable to a pop audience is to give it some rhythm and some energy, but she still kind of gut punches you there a little bit. Listening to it again, now that I know what it's about, I was like, oh, okay, yes, I'm a little, 
I don't know, I'm a little more in tune with what she's saying and, and what she's talking about. That's a really gorgeous song. One of my favorites of the week, for sure. At, it's funny because at the beginning of the episode, I thought, do I know what my song of the week is? And I was pretty sure. But I thought, you know, nothing was really popping out to me because there wasn't like one great standout track. But as I'm going through, I'm realizing I actually really like all of these songs. <laughs> so that's a great problem to have. Now, we only have time to talk about one more song today. We started our episode in Australia, and we are going to finish our episode in Australia. This song is by a young Indigenous Australian artist named Akala Newman. This was one of the first songs I added to my playlist this week. It came on and I was immediately dancing. And reading her bio, I understand why. Akala Newman fuses her eclectic escapist sound with surreal dark pop, a splash of sexy, and a hint of house. It's like if a witch was going to make a potion to create me, that's what they would put in it. (laughs) Her Spotify bio also name checks a couple of her really important references. She says she grew up listening to Tovlo, FKA Twigs, and Halsey. And for me, if you name drop Tovlo as a songwriter or as a pop artist, I immediately can get behind you. That tells me everything I need to know about your songwriting and your taste level. The song has a really driving beat. It's very, very sexy. It's called Suffocate Me. And it's almost about surrendering yourself to this guy. It seems like, you know, you've got all this power over me. You can do whatever you want to me is basically the message behind the song. This is definitely one for your gym playlist, for your next dance party. This is Akala Newman and Suffocate Me. Do you want to work me? Do you want to hurt me? Vibe check. Give it to me, all hands on deck. Sweat into my back, down my neck. I just have to wake you. I want to betray you. It's definitely the inner Britney fan in me, but the use of breath to punctuate something always makes me so happy. (laughs) And that brings us to the end of another episode of Have We Met with Brett. I hope you met a new song or a new artist that you love today. If there was a favorite, please let me know what it was. Do you think I chose properly? Like I said, there was a lot of great music this week. So, you know, maybe I got it wrong. Maybe there was something else that came out that you wish I could have played. Just shoot me a message. I'm always down to hear that kind of stuff. And if you're an artist who's looking to get their music heard, you know where to find me. Thank you so, so much, everyone, for listening. Like I said, there are many, many songs I liked this week that I didn't have time to play. So check out the weekly playlist for my other recommendations. We've been talking a lot about the Pet Shop Boys lately, and their new song is there. There is also a new song from Danny Minogue. So if you're a Kylie stan and you want to see what her sister's up to, you better follow my weekly playlist for all of my recommendations. Thank you so much again for listening. I have been Brett, and it was so nice to meet you.